are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats podcast. All right, we got a lot of stuff to get to today. We're going to talk some Arizona basketball. We're going to talk some football, too, because you know what? We can football. tie we can tie anything into football because guess what? There's a U of A player in the uh, that's in the NFL that is still playing. So you know what? But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about Arizona basketball basically destroying everybody that it's playing right now, even when it plays like crap, which it essentially did against Utah this past week. This team's damn good. This team is really, really good, Schuster, because, and this was one of the games, and you and I and uh, Tony, or Anthony Gimino, were talking about a little bit on another platform, and this was the kind of game that it felt like if Sean Miller was coaching Utah, or against the Utah, in this Utah game, was it Utah they played last game? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh Um, Instead of a 21-point win, that's probably more like an 8 or 9-point win, something like that. Would you disagree? Would you agree? No, I think that's accurate, uh, and, and I think it would have been a lot more in doubt and uncomfortable uh, with the possibility that maybe— Utah makes a couple, three. Yeah, yeah. that, that may, maybe they aren't supposed to make, but the margin of error, which is a term that's been used right. a fair amount in regards to the way that Miller plays versus the way that Lloyd happens to play, uh, would have been a lot less, and that can get you in trouble. The margin of error argument is something that I've always had more problems with Miller— when you got into the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. And it is the impetus for the phrase that we've used a lot on this show, basketball doesn't always have to be hard. Uh, and you coined and, that, not me. No, well, let's just say it's a we. It's, no, it's a no, mutual, no, it's a mutual just, trademark listen, copyright. Listen, if I get, if uh-huh. I do something that turns out to be right, mm-hmm. I 100% give myself credit for it. As you John should. John Schuster is getting credit for this. Go ahead. All right, sorry. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. <laughs> blushing. Uh, Hashtag blessed and blessing. <laughs> and blessing. There's a lot of hashtagging going on. Hashtag basketball doesn't always have to be hard. <laughs> it's a long uh, hashtag. It really is, but it's but, that's appropriate. But that's appropriate because because it's that damn good. Uh, and, and the gist of it is, espe- this is especially pertinent in the, in the tournament. Uh, because let's use, let's use Utah as a just random example. Utah, like you say, in some scenario, hits a couple threes. You're, you're a tournament team that's, you know, a little bit better than Utah is at this stage, which is obviously a lot of tournament teams. By the way, as, an aside, as a quick aside, I can see that they're woefully undermanned, but I can also see what that Utah coach is trying to do. And I, I like kind the of, Utah coach. I kind of like it's a little bit of that Altman feel. It, 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 yeah. it is. It is. They, they they don't have the talent, but you can see what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that that could benefit Utah in the not too distant future. I was kind of, I was kind of impressed with what they were trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. and. That's that's as as an aside. But just you say Utah hits a couple couple lucky threes, okay, and you lose the game. The regular season that's frustrating. The tournament you can't have that happen. Right. So every game in the tournament where you can win by twenty, win it, do it, do it. Mm -hmm. It's better than winning by six. Mm -hmm. That sounds stupid. It is stupid, but. The way that Arizona is playing right now seems more conducive to having more blowouts in the tournament as opposed to walking a little bit closer to a tightrope than a single-game elimination situation. Right, right. And, and so that is—now, you know, the, the counter to that is going to be 
well, look at what happened with Gonzaga when they overachieved in the regular season. They got up against good physical Is talent. Is that your Mike Lugby? No, no. It, <laughs> it could be, though. It could be. It sounded to me like, like uh, generic. Mike Luke? Yeah, generic Mike Luke. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. Not so, specific so Mike Luke. Not specific like Mike Luke, but generic Mike Luke talks something like this. So, you know what? You get up against a <laughs> more talented physical team in the NCAA tournament, and maybe you play in a smaller conference. You really just kind of overachieve. You're not that good. You're or uh, overall seeding isn't what it should be, and a team like East Tennessee State's just going to come along and knock you off. I think you use words like knock you off, mm-hmm. um, which is... Which, uh, which, does that bother you as well? No, not okay, at least. Good. I, no. I, I didn't know if that was grammatically incorrect. <laughs> I, 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 when you're talking... Only me then, <laughs> I'm sure he will. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Uh, and, and sure... It's always a possibility in a single-game situation. The NCAA tournament, a lot's going to happen. But you would, pref- I, I think, more often than not, it's good to see the opportunity present itself. Where if you have the talent to beat a team by twenty, beat them by twenty. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that you can do it even when you play poorly. Right. Rob Lance would like my use of poorly, poorly there, yes, exactly. as opposed to poor. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, uh, so, sure. so, so. Yeah, it was an interesting weekend because Arizona didn't play particularly well. Mm-hmm. They played a pesky Colorado team that they and they still end up smashing these. Yeah, and teams, the, and, and the final result was good, and they also against Utah, and you know won by if you looked at it and didn't pay attention to the game, the mm-hmm. final was convincing. Right. Even though it was you know both of those games were close for a while. Right. And so a lot of what's happening, and it happens on both sides of the ball, and. Our pal uh, Anthony Gimino has been good enough to mention this on a pretty consistent basis uh, uh, when he's joined us. He likes to focus rightfully on what Arizona does on the defensive end. Mm. Uh, A lot of us, understandably, focus on the fact that Arizona is the number two scoring team in the country or whatever it is. But... Arizona's still holding teams to generally low outputs on mm-hmm. on the defensive end, and so they they're they're good enough to get stops. You know what I think? And good big, enough to score on the big, other end, and mis- eventually they go on a run. A big misconception I think people have too is just because you score a lot on offense, it doesn't mean you're Paul Westhead. Like we always talk about, like with the Golden State Warriors, like when they were winning all those championships, they also played really really good they defense. Did. And our guy Matty M, I I think uh, Matty M brought that up one time where he talked about he's like. You know, people talked about, you know, you got Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant. He said they were always in the top five in the league in, like, almost every defensive metric. Oh, good. We yeah, love so the metric. We metrics. love the metric. You know what else we love? Built Bar. Built Bar is No anti- metrics necessary no me- Built no. Bar. And listen, if you're one of those dweebs that needs some kind of analyst or, like, some kind of analytical, uh, you know, uh, streams. Analytical stream. Let's go with that. All right. Fine. All right. Mm-hmm. To be able to tell you what to eat. First of all, you suck. <laughs> Second of all, the, the, when it comes to it, it just tastes well. It just tastes well. It tastes yeah, well. Rob, Rob will sorry. be pleased yes. with that. It tastes, it tastes very good. <laughs> and uh, it's just good. Arizona clearly is showing that uh, that Built Bar is certainly in the in the rotation. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know what? Built Bar is a big deal in Utah. Was it BYU or Utah? I think both. Okay. I think both have connections to. Yeah. But has anybody outflanked Arizona on those connections? Because they're... They're just not as good as Arizona. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's something you got to look at. And that built bar has to be part of that equation. When you bring it into the market, you have to take advantage of it when that market is there. And hopefully, built bar is in your market as well. Yeah. Right, I know take, it's in mine. Let's take a quick break to pay some bills. Welcome back to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. All right, Shu. 
Uh, we're actually going to talk football the next couple episodes here. We'll stick on uh, we'll stick on Arizona basketball here for a minute. Now let's talk a little bit about the Pac-12 here. You and I, you know what? I don't know that there's two bigger fans of Dana Altman in Tucson than Mike Luke for geographical and mm -hmm. geographical reasons, and John Schuster and, for intellectual and reasons. And joking hilarity reasons. Yes, yes. I have a very good... Have you heard this joke? Uh, I've heard rumors that you have a joke specific to that is geographic Bruno, reason. Bruno Region. emerged once to hear... He wants to hear the joke. <laughs> oh, Hello, man. Bruno. Wow. Oh, how are you doing uh, there? Hey, He's, Bruno. Okay, Bruno. Since you get what you want all the time, except when you're trying to snip me in the nose, which you're to about it. to do right now... He's going to do it. Mike Luke, while you're trying to snip me in the nose, is going to share one of the most hilarious jokes in the history of jokes. Do you remember that movie, The Aristocrats? Um, yes, it had it, it, it featured Bob Saget, who unfortunately oh, passed oh, on. Yeah, week. there he goes. You made contact, right? Who unfortunately passed uh, last week. There's a, there's a joke that is the focal point right. of The Aristocrats. This sounds Mike like Luke is the focal point of, one of, uh, of a tried-and-true classic that he invented the generation's possibly, yeah, at least generations from Ooh, now, traditionalists are going to view as a pillar of yeah. humor not from many, this point on. Not many people know, not many people know this, um, but, uh, crap, where was I going to go with this? I don't know, uh, but it was hilarious. Yeah, no, it was really, all right, well, here's Because I set, really here's, set up that no, joke. No, no, oh, yeah, yeah. John, one of John Schuster's favorite movies is the famed Cop and a Half. Mm -hmm, yes. With Burt Reynolds right. and, uh, I think it's know, Liza Minnelli. Is Liza Minnelli? No, in? she's in Renacop. No, yeah, I was gonna okay. say I don't remember yeah, Liza Minnelli. All right. In all right, either way, John, mm -hmm. this sounds like a kind of uh, joke that would be in Cop and a Half. All right. So, all right, Dana Altman was born in Crete, Nebraska. I'm from Crete, Nebraska. Are you now? Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you call someone that moves out of Crete, Nebraska? I haven't the foggiest. An excretion. <laughs> <laughs> Dana, I am like laughing. Poop. I'm laughing on the. Uh, it's like, oh, like poop, I didn't like get poop, that. Like oh, really? Yeah, like poop. Oh. It's good. That's even better. Yeah, you didn't it's get so it. It's so subtle on multiple levels. It is. It's good. But Bruno's even leaving now. Wow. Because once Bruno heard the joke, that, he was out and, of here. And Bruno's saying, man, that's a funny... I've, I've got to go to the other room and laugh. All right. I'm getting... That's what he's doing. Uh -huh. All right. Yeah. I am going to go on record right now and As say, laughing at that joke? I, I, I just did. I'm going to go on record right now and say mm -hmm. the man from Crete. By the way, right. that sounds like a Western. It does, doesn't it? The man it? from Snowy uh -huh. River. The man from Crete. But, uh, by the way, did you like the movie The Man from Snowy River? Yes, it did. Yeah, it was a very mm -hmm. good movie. I actually, I've seen this movie. Um, That's right. a rarity in and of itself. Yeah, no, I've actually seen it. Um, but uh, I actually think Oregon is the biggest threat to Arizona in the Pac-12 right now. I don't think it was any fluke what they did to UCLA and to a certain, to a much greater extent, USC. Now, UCLA... Uh, you, 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 USC... Looked like they could play. Now I, I get that Oregon was making a lot of threes. Get that, but they looked like they could have played. They looked like they could play Oregon ten times and probably win two, something like that. So Oregon to me right now, they seem to get it together, and I think they're the biggest threat to Arizona right now in the conference. I think they're a big threat to a lot of teams. Period. Mm. They they passed they, the eye test. They not only pass and and this was. They never didn't pass mm -hmm. the eye test. Right. Even and, and this was one of the confusing things, I think, other than Oregon always right. uh, you know, loses games that it shouldn't as they're trying to figure out. We talked about this on a locked on podcast uh, some months ago about the in reference to the transfer portal. Dana Altman has been doing transfer portal basketball ever since he got to Oregon. Mm -hmm. So if before anyone, it became cool, before it became cool and a thing. So any, if anyone is ahead of the curve on how this is going to play out, it's the Oregon Ducks, mm -hmm. and and there aren't a lot of coaches out there who already know how to do it and are going to be as success, 
as successful as he is because in a weird way, he's already so, so far ahead of the curve on this. Mm -hmm. He knows how to accomplish this. Now, Altman is also the argument for one of my biggest complaints, if not my largest complaint, about the transfer portal. Let and that is... Let it go. Let it unleash. And that is... Just that don't get ahead. You're going to have... <laughs> we don't want that. That's another mm -hmm. kind of joke. Um... A very inside joke yeah, yeah. in more ways than one. Uh, uh -huh. never the, nevertheless, uh, from an aesthetic standpoint, I think college basketball is largely going to be awful to watch right. in November, December, and into January because of the difficulty coaches are going to have basically trying to put new teams together on the fly. Hopefully what you see come February and into March is going to be a game that we're a lot more accustomed to where teams have sort of, you know, good coaches have figured it out and teams have kind of figured it out and gelled a little bit more. But I think for folks who like to watch college basketball for the purpose of watching college basketball, the product is going to uh, deteriorate aesthetically as a result of the transfer portal. Mm. Okay, all that aside, back to... So you think it's going to go into the portal potty? Ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, man, you are on a roll tonight. Man. Laughs is about two miles down the road. Right. I think they have an open mic night. Bruno um, didn't even emerge from that. <laughs> he's laughing too right. hard. Yes, yes. He can't, yes, he can't he function can't right now. It's too hilarious. Um, that, yeah, uh, Oregon not only has the kind of athleticism. Oregon's athleticism is second to nobody in this, in mm -hmm. this country. Right. You know, are they better than Baylor? Well, they played Baylor a few weeks ago, and Baylor pulled away at the end, but they're not less athletic than right, Baylor is. Right, right. Uh, they're not less athletic than Kentucky is. Right. There isn't a, they, they, they're they're, they're going to lose a game here and there, but it's not because of athleticism. Right. And against USC and UCLA, the thing that was one of the many things that was scary to me is that they... When there's a loose ball, they look like they're a step ahead of yeah, everybody for sure, else. For sure. So that means they it looks get, like a varsity play they, against a JV. It does. Right. It looks like they're eighty. They they get eighty percent of those loose balls, mm -hmm. and it gives them other additional opportunities right. as a result in situations that that are supposed to be more or less 50-50. Right. And and there are some other things that I, I think additionally on the offensive end, if they can continue to figure out the offensive thing, they are going to be a real problem for. A lot of teams out there just from a preparation standpoint because they do everything opposite of the clock. Mm. And I think this is, and this was one of the things I was really fascinated about against USC. We talk a lot about how, um, you know, when, when you guard a left handed player, right. that you have to shade right. further over mm -hmm. to one and when side. And when you start three lefties, uh huh. Now what you right. have, watch, watch when Oregon runs its, runs its right. pick roll, pick stuff, okay? Right. They, every other team, understandably, does it to the strength of their right hand. Right. Oregon sets right. picks to the strength Straight of their left, left hand. hand. Right. Which so, is going to throw you off because you're not used to it. Defensively, because right. you practice every day right. defending the pick going in one direction, and now you've got to defend the pick going in the other. Right. And if you're one step slow defending that pick, there's a guard who can get around you and, and, and cause all kinds of problems. And even if you defend that well, then there's a second guard who can do exactly the same thing and a third guard who can do exactly the same thing. And then, to make matters worse, once you've tilted one side of the floor because you're defending lefties, right. there's a 6'11 monstrosity on mm -hmm. the inside who's a right-hander who can take advantage right. because you've overcompensated. Mm -hmm. If they figure out on a consistent basis how to run that offense they're going to be a serious problem for a lot of teams. And this isn't just because they had a fortunate weekend in Los Angeles where they played in empty gymnasiums. Oregon looked really damn good mm. and looks like one of the four teams that is a legitimate contender, 
maybe not to win the regular season conference title, but uh, once you get into the conference tournament, I, assuming they're healthy, they're a real problem. All right. You know what's a real problem, too, is betonline.ag. Again, Anthony Gimino thought that we were, uh, we thought we were kidding. And we told him under no uncertain terms that we use Anthony Gimino's name quite prevalently here on the Locked on Wildcat podcast. But being that we are harbingers of honesty. honesty. Yes, yes. That, that's what we're har- har- We're also harbingers of truth, so sometimes that makes us hot. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, harbingers <laughs> of truth. Yes. And uh, we uh, and we told uh, Anthony that we our, our job here is to clear up the misconceptions mm-hmm. about betonline.ag. Right. It in addition to many other things, it but does specifically not stand in, in regards for Anthony Cimino. I don't know where that nasty rumor right. came mm-hmm. from, but yeah. we will not vilify either side with this. It stands for Antigua. That's where you want to make all your money. That's where you, if you want to bet on Oregon to go on a run right now, that's where you want to make it happen. We're going to be back with you tomorrow making fun of NFL football coaches for being idiots. You've been listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast.